project-driven life. The majority of productivity advice is about the day-to-day. What tasks should you work on? When should you get up in the morning? How often should you take breaks? And this granular perspective is valuable. For most, it's daily life that makes the difference. Big goals and plans matter little if they don't translate into action. When I view my own life, however, the biggest differences have come from projects, not tasks. These are large, complicated efforts that span anywhere from a couple months to a couple of years. It's by choosing these wisely and actually finishing them that I've seen the most significant leaps. What is a project? So I like to contrast projects with goals. A goal is your desired outcome. Lose 15 pounds, become a millionaire, learn French. A project is a plan of action. Stick to my daily workout for 30 days. Save and invest 25% of my salary for the next five years. Get a tutor, buy a textbook, and practice speaking weekly. The line between goals and projects can be blurry. The difference is that goals emphasize outputs while projects emphasize inputs. A well-designed goal may be easy or impossible depending on circumstances outside of your control. A well-planned project, however, can nearly always be achieved because it depends mostly on your own commitment and effort. When I wrote my book Ultra Learning, I didn't focus on sales, external success, or other outcome goals. Whether it was a hit or a flop wasn't up to me. I focused on what I could control. I had a year to write. I still needed to run my business, spend time with friends and family, exercise, run my life. But the project was to write the best book I could within those constraints. Life is a series of projects. Projects are how I organize my life. This includes big ambitious ones like writing a book or doing some of my learning challenges. But it also includes small ones like trying to sketch every day while on holiday. 10 and 20 year plans have always felt too restricting to me. Daily habits, while important, often lack the scope for more ambitious interests. I find the discrete, finite nature of projects to be satisfying. Think about a project for a while, work on it to the best of your ability, and at a certain point, it's done. The life cycle of a project. Projects go through three phases, incubation, action, and completion. Number one, incubation. Incubation is essential. The longer and more ambitious the effort, the more it pays to choose it wisely. You want to avoid picking poorly thought out projects that you won't actually finish. Spending more time thinking about the projects tends to filter out fleeting or bad ideas. And when you do act, you're working on something that has kept your interest for months. This incubation phase tends to work best when it occurs during another project or immediately following one. Those are periods where you generally don't want to work on anything else, so daydreaming is relatively costless. When I'm itching for a project but don't have a good one ready, I tend to settle for short ones, a month at most. Number two, action. Action is obvious. Nothing gets done without work. But I want to stress the experience of being in the middle of a project. Good projects should make you a little obsessed. Obviously, you can go overboard, but a good project should make you think about it a bit more than you'd like to. If you can't get yourself thinking about it, even when you're working on it, reaching the finish line is unlikely. But that isn't to say effort is automatic. Nearly every project I tackle has its low moments. Frustration, self-doubt, the feeling that maybe this will all end in disaster. You'll feel the tug of other seemingly easier, more tractable projects. You'll want to quit, take a vacation, and not worry about it so much. Maybe you'll feel like it was a big mistake. In good projects, these moments are fleeting. Soon enough, you'll get another breakthrough, 
some positive feedback, or maybe take a weekend off and the interest will return. Number three, completion. Finally, completion. Not all goals can be achieved in a single project, but all projects must end eventually. I prefer to define project completion by setting a time frame than an arbitrary milestone. Working on something for six months or a year and trying to do the best I can within those constraints works better for me than working until I achieve a particular goal. Now, sometimes this framing is impossible, but I find time-constrained projects easier to stick to. Finishing a project is a funny feeling. There's satisfaction, obviously, for a job well done, but after this immediate glow, there's not much feeling at all. You rest for a while, and then comes the itch to begin again. Projects give life depth. So is this the best way to live? Well, I'm not sure. It's simply how I've settled into organizing my life. Some of that may reflect disposition rather than choice. My grandfather, for instance, exhibited the same pattern of serial projects in his life, so maybe it's hereditary. One advantage of organizing your life into a series of projects is that it can alter the perceived flow of time. We judge the passage of time by our memories. Distinct memories serve as landmarks of time's passing. If you want life to pass in a flash before you, then the surest way is to do the exact same thing every day. Projects serve as landmarks in the hazy stream of our daily existence and draw out our perception of time. I suspect projects aid in achievement as well. A project tends to be large enough to allow you to accomplish things that you wouldn't have happen automatically on their own. Perhaps the biggest reason is simply that a project is a reminder that life is finite. Oliver Berkman's book, 4,000 Weeks, breaks life down into weekly increments. But 4,000 is still a hard-to-visualize number. Taking year-long projects as the modal value, claiming that life is around 50 projects, puts things into sharper perspective. What will be yours? Thanks for listening to this episode. More episodes like this can be found by searching for Scott Young Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on most other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating my show as it helps other people find out about it. More of my work can be found on my website at scotthyoung.com.